focused on the call of God. Today, the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's get started. Hey folks, Apostle Lewis here with you and so glad to be with you. I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was up here uh, last night with Todd Bentley in the Carolina Refreshing and had a wonderful time with Todd. I'm going to go see him in a little bit, but uh, we're, we're going to have some things to announce about a new uh, network, Apostolic Network. We had one. We, I closed it and we're going to be restarting that soon. So take a look at that before we get started. Hey, find me on Locals. Go to the gatechurch.locals. Dot com, the gate church, uh, dot locals dot com. Go there and for free, it's literally for free. Just sign up and uh, join the community. It's for free. I do three videos are posted there a week that are free and one for those who support us on the paid side. But I do a lot of stuff on there. It's the platform I'll be moving to permanently. Uh, that and of course, Louis D. Sienna. Dot com. Go there as well. You'll see a lot of stuff there. And I'll have more to announce on things like that later. I also have the Gate Church or the GateJacks.com, which is our church website, um, where you'll find some great, great stuff. And we have great leaders. And you can find Margaret Burke and Jerry and Denise and Jeremy all doing videos every week on the Gate Facebook page. So you can find us there. All right. So, uh, you know, I really feel that it's important that <clears throat> we talk about staying focused, that I don't care what season it is. I don't care what season it is in God. If it's a season of favor, it, you're always going to have uh, persecutors. I, I think that that's something that we we think we're going to eliminate. Like, you know, I, <laughs> Jesus never eliminated them, so why should we? Have a little coffee this morning. Ooh, hotel coffee. Mm. Um, but uh, I think sometimes we think that somehow we're going to eliminate them. We're going to... Um, be superhuman and I'm going to tell you how to eliminate them and that is to stay focused on what God has told you to do because the enemy the, the plan of the enemy is look he can't kill me unless God gives him permission it's time for me to go he can't touch me my life he he can't damage me can't hurt me I'm not worried about the devil but what the devil tries to do is get me off of focus he tries to get me out of my calling or or get me distracted by other things and that's why, you know, I, I spent a lot of time praying about what God wants me to do, where he wants me to go and stuff like that, because it's very easy to get distracted from all these things. I just want to give you an example of this. I've, I've preached this before, but I, I was just came across, I was just reading it again the other day, and I said, oh man, I got to share this. I know I've been doing other things on here, but I really want to share this. But, you know, in, the, in chapter six of Nehemiah, there's this great, great, encounter but great great wisdom of nehemiah and the hand of the lord was upon him and man it's a read ezra and nehemiah because you're going to look at things like the hand of the lord was upon us look at the prayers they prayed and how they prayed that god would strengthen them and god would keep them uh give them success and stuff like this and so um so in chapter six it's you know they're rebuilding the wall and 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 it's built and now the enemies of god it says this Verse 1, chapter 6. Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, Jessam, and Arab, the rest of our 
our enemies heard that we had rebuilt the wall and that there was no breaks left in it, though at the time I had not hung the doors of, in the gates that Sembalat uh, and Gesem sent to me, saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. You know, this is where you have to be discerning a spirit. Some people are going to want to meet with you, distract you. Uh, they have nothing but to do harm. You know, I had a, I had a very, you know, uh, unique situation with Todd where we were set up to do this tribunal. And I realized, well, a week before the meeting, I told Todd, this is a trap. This isn't really God. This is just the plan of the enemy. There was never offered anything to Todd of defense. Um, forget about restoration. There was never offered... Um, Todd was never going to be allowed to offer his side of the story. He was never going to be. And and so, you know, after about a week of that, we had the meeting and I told Todd, they're going to go on without you. They don't need you for this. They don't actually want you for this. They're going to do what they're going to do. They just want to be able to tell the people we met with Todd and Todd's agreed. But um, then there was an apparent disappearance of the audio of that meeting where we had agreed on some things and, and it was seen quite quickly that they were not going to keep their word on those things. And so Todd made the executive decision that, hey, I'm not participating. You don't need me for this. I'm not participating. And I told Todd, stay focused on God. And this is what I've said to him like for six months. I kept praying with him and we kept on praying for him. And but my thing was stay focused, go seek the face of God. You've repented from all, from what I could tell you, repented of everything like six times, but I want you to go seek God, you and Jessa, until God touches you and God touches your hearts and heals you. And then God will send you back out. I said, but you need that because now you're just beat up from the church. And Todd talked about this last night. It's on Facebook on the Carolina Refreshing last night. And, you know, they really need healing from the church, not from their sins and and the church. The church, I mean, I don't want to deal with the false accusation. I know if this gets out there, it's going to stir up some stuff. But my thing to Todd was, Everything else is a distraction in your life. And my goal as your friend is to tell you, you don't have to pay attention to that spirit. You don't have to. You don't have to listen to that voice. You don't have to listen to that criticism. You don't have to listen to that objection. Just be faithful before God. And if, and you know, Jesus said this, man, if the spirit of God was in you, if the word of God was in you, you know what I was saying was true. I mean, literally Jesus said this to the Pharisees. Could you imagine? Now we go, well, he was Jesus. Yeah, I get that. But still, you know, I, I still use that thing like, you know, do they have, you know, how, what's the spirit they're operating in? And, and I don't want to get into that. All right. And this is how Nehemiah responds. I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it? and go down to you. But they sent me this message four times, and I answered them in the same manner. Then Sambalat sent his servant to me as before the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. It is reported among you, nations. And Geshem says that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to those rumors, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. Now, the first tool of the enemy is accusation. It's always the first tool. They're going to try to accuse you. Okay, and then he goes through some more accusations. Then verse 8, Then I sent him saying, No such things as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. You know, sometimes when people bring accusations against you and you're going, you're like stunned. You're like, 
Where did that come from? Let me tell you where they come from. They invented them in their own heart, in their bitterness, in their hatefulness. Well, I've got to do, uh, I might do a Facebook Live on uh, being free from the spirit of bitterness and inventing things in your heart that are really evil. Um, and it would really do us really good to do that. It says, verse 9, For they were trying to make us afraid, saying, Their hands will be weakened in the work, and it will not be done. This is how he prays. Now, therefore, God, strengthen my hands. I love that. I love Nehemiah's prayers. So simple, right? Lord, they're trying to weaken my hands. They're trying to weaken the work I'm doing is what they're trying to do. Lord, strengthen me, the strength of my hands, that the work might get done, that we might complete the work that you have called us to do. Afterward, I came to the house of Shemaiah and the son of Deliah and the son of Mehetabel. Don't worry if I said those all wrong. There will be someone on there who's upset you said them all wrong. I don't care. Who was a secret informer. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple. And let us close the doors of the temple. For they are coming to kill you. Indeed, at night they will come to kill you. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life? It's not the place. In other words, save it spiritually from God, you know, by repentance. But I'm not going there to hide from the enemy. See, the secret, see, we're not, we're not running from the enemy. We're not running. Too many people are afraid of the enemy. Okay? Listen, then I perceived that God had not sent him at all, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Symbalat had hired him. Let me tell you something. There is a such thing as false prophecy because there's true prophecy. And you can only have the false of anything until the true is first revealed. Once the true is revealed, then you can have false because you can only have false when it's compared against that which is real. Okay? Like you wouldn't know American dollar is a, is a good currency or a bad currency unless you knew, number one, you knew this was a true bill and you could compare it. And that's really important to understand. There's always going to be false prophecy and even false prophets. And, they're, they're, and so here's, here's the next one. They're trying to intimidate him. They're trying to intimidate him. It says, for this reason he was hired that I should be afraid and act in a way in sin so that they might have cause for an evil report, that they might reproach me. In other words, we're going to try to destroy them and then we'll, then, then we'll go see, but look at this. And it's, they, don't, you know, they don't want to ever admit they help cause the reaction, but you hold firm in the Lord and don't react that way, Okay. I always tell people, um, you know, in the end, it's me and the Lord in the sense of where I can't tell the Lord uh, it's not my fault. Can't do it. He's not, he's not going to abide that one, is he? No, no. All right. And so then he prays again. My God, <clears throat> remember Tobiah and Symbalat according to these, their works. And the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who would have made me afraid. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Ehu, and 52 days. In 52 days, they completed this task. And it happened when all the enemies heard of it, and all the nations around saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their, in, uh, in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work was done by our God. See, let me tell you something. When they try to make you afraid, let me, listen to me. I'm drawing close. Listen to me. They try to make you afraid. Finish the work, and it will terrorize the enemy. You be faithful with the work before you. 
and the enemy is the one who's actually afraid. Remember that. Remember that's important. And it says, <clears throat> Also in those days the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came to them. For many in Judah were pledged to him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Erod, and his son Jehoniah had married the daughter of God. Also they reported his good deeds before me and reported my words to him. Tobiah sent letters to frighten me. All right. So here's the tactics of the enemy. Accusation. You're doing this. Slander. They're going to try that. Intimidation. They try that. Those are the three tools of the enemy. Accusation, intimidation, and slander. Remember these things because the enemy doesn't have any new tricks. He doesn't have any new ability. Your God knows the ways of the enemy. You need to know them as well so that, listen, so that you know when the lies of the spirit of the enemy are coming at you. Amen? Amen. I pray that God strengthens your hands in the work he has called you to do. Amen? All right, so that's it for today. Look, remember to check us out again. Please check us out on Locals. If you see this on Rumble or YouTube or Facebook, hey, like it, subscribe to the pages and everything, but go over to Locals and LewisDSM.com. There's a reason why. I'm, I'm going to eventually get off the other ones. I want a community of people who want to hear faith and stuff like that. It, it's free, so it's, a, it's just another platform, but it's free. And I really like the platform because I don't get any of the harassing. I, I post stuff on YouTube and I got a, a, a junk comment, which is like normally a porn site. Oh, that's what they do. The bots do this stuff. It's so annoying. So you know what? You don't get that on Locals. You get a clean, clean, clean feed, and I like that. So go there with me. Uh, thegaychurch.locals.com, and I will talk to you another time. God bless you. Bye-bye.